Hi, welcome to our Mixing Light Mailbag. My name is Patrick Inhofer. I'm Dan Marin. And I'm Robbie Carmen. And guys, today we got a really good, uh, kind of common question uh, from member John Carr about creating uh, the quote-unquote glossy look that's seen in a lot of commercials now john says this is kind of hard for me to put into words that's kind of sounds like a lot of clients of mine Um, but hopefully this makes sense i'll have it a go he asks what are some suggestions for achieving a highly polished glossy look of commercials uh especially in terms of skin tones now he goes on to say that he's aware that this probably has something to do with lighting and using kind of a soft diffused quality of light but do we have any tips for helping achieve uh, this kind of glossy, very polished look? And if there's anybody who knows about commercials in this group, it would be Dan. So, Dan, we're going to start with you first. Um, now, I should say also that John gave us a couple examples of the commercials uh, that he's kind of trying to emulate the look of. And we'll put those in the show notes. Uh, and the first one uh, is an ad from Kia. Um, so, Dan, let's start with that commercial. And because you are the commercial guru here, um, <laughs> give us kind of your general overall kind of techniques for kind of creating this look. And then specifically, let's go go ahead and break down uh, this ad and what we're seeing. Yes. Okay. So first thing I feel about when I watch this is it doesn't have a particular look. So they haven't gone for like a really heavy cinematic gray. They haven't gone for like an old school film look. It's just been really well kind of put together. So everything is separated. I think that's the main thing people think about when they get to um, like this level of commercial. Um, Of course, I'll state the obvious, like you mentioned before. The main thing they probably did on this is they spent a lot of time either waiting for the say, the daylight to be at the right level. So maybe they shot early in the morning or late in the evening, and then they could fill in the rest with lights. But, you know, that's something that already happens by the time it gets to us, so we have to deal with it. Um, So if I start maybe with the, like, say, the section where they're walking towards the car, um, if you get that in camera, that's great. But if not, what I probably end up doing is actually putting... um, you know the highlight curve in Resolve? I'm sure that's in other softwares, but it's like basically just softening the highlights and then lifting the midtones, and that will help you get rid of those really harsh highlights. Uh, I think this is something you kind of notice in a lot of commercials is that you don't ever get any really dark, like deep shadows or really harsh highlights. Everything is kind of squished into this really nice range. Um, and then I guess when you start getting towards the car, unfortunately cars are tricky. Um, you need a lot of light in there. So... Um, the main thing you probably notice is all the reflections, and you could have had like loads of soft white lights above and in front. Um, but again, if not, I tend to use you know like the Y slider, so just get like loads of harsh reflections in there uh, and add loads of texture. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it actually feels you know pretty Natural pretty straight. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Now, what I kind of feel about it, and Pat, see if you agree, is that I feel like a lot a lot of this glossy part that John is mentioning has to do with kind of what I see as pretty obvious lighting. Um, yeah. But that but goes to what Dan was saying. I mean, I think it's about separation. I mean, outside, what appears to be the middle of the day can kind of be a hard deal. And I'm looking at the beginning of the ad uh, when the father and son are walking to the car, and I'm noticing the background where there's these blue tents, and then there's you know the guys walking, the, you know the man and the kid walking to the car. Um, and it seems like there's some obvious windowing going around there to kind of deepen up that background to make it not as washed out and as flat as it probably could be, um, to kind of have it balanced out with the guys who seem to be a little bit in silhouette and then as they go further onto the parking lot you see in like uh i guess i guess you could say it a little bit of blown outness on the gentleman's head especially because he's a little (laughs) bald um but what what it feels like to me is that they took some scrims or something uh well above the height of the parking lot and then 
pumped in some nice diffuse light through that. Um, so even though this feels like it's just natural light, I don't think it is at all. I mean, I think that there's a ton of instruments out here kind of shaping and softening that light. And then the only other thing I feel when looking at this general thing is that I feel like, um, and probably this happens a lot in commercials of this type, is that there's a lot of um, selective sharpening going on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's the magic thing with cars. Yeah. Sharpen everything. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like looking at the wheels of the car, like the rims of the car. Yep. Uh, even the trees in the background, like the top of the trees seem to be a little sharper than the bottom of the trees. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I think that's also giving a little bit of pop. I mean, who knows what system they were on, but they might have used something, you know, the equivalent of clarity or yeah, yeah, uh, mid-tone, you know, detail. mid-tone detail or something yeah. like that to get it to, get it to pop. Pat, uh, what do you think about uh, this spot? Yeah, I, I I don't think I disagree with anything any of you guys have said. I mean, one thing I would do is go to about 23 seconds. There's a nice wide shot as it's getting into the Kia. And take a look at the shadows on the asphalt. Uh, they're fairly well-defined, but they're also a little long. So I think, you know, Dan, you're spot on. They picked uh, the right time of day to give them the quality of light that they want. Also notice on this wide shot that the, that the blue skies are not competing with the car. Uh, it's really tempting in a, in a spot like this that maybe you, you pump those contrast in the clouds, give them that kind of rich blue feel. And they're not doing that because that's not what's important. They're selling a product. They don't want the sky to get in the way of what we're supposed to be looking at near the end here. Uh, yeah, Robbie, you're right. If you take a look at about 14 seconds in, uh, he's it's a kind of a medium shot as he walks up to the car. You can see that kind of specular highlight on his bald head. But also notice on the car itself, there's a lot of, uh, control going on to keep those reflections in this white, beautiful white car from blowing out. Uh, so a lot of that is control in the camera. I mean, we're not putting that back in unless you're going into visual effects. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I wonder. I actually wonder if uh, this 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 reflection on the side of the door at 14 seconds seems. Uh, pretty much like perfect i actually wonder if there's some roto work going on there removing mm. removing light you know c-stands or something yeah like and, and, and there could be all cars. sorts of roto work in the windows too uh it's tough to tell without seeing a before and after yeah you know the the crazy thing about it's like editing right if it's done really well you never see never the noticed. color right, right 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 um yeah. and and you might be amazed i mean for all we know this whole thing was done on green screen right i mean you, you I just, just don't thinking know about that because uh, if you guys know, shooting anything that's white is just a nightmare. Oh, it is. And if this is a white car, like basically if you showed up with no lighting or no diffusion, that car would just be burnt out. It would be like a stop above him, you know, and the trees. So, yeah. But as a, a colorist, the one actually. thing I, that, that you mentioned, uh, Dan, that I, I completely agree with is, you know, the, 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 uh, the highlight on his bald head, maybe that is something where you went in, keyed that out, diffused it up uh, just to take some of the harshness off of it. Uh, yeah, and I think to, definitely in the close-up, you can almost see the softness that's being put in there. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving on to the next ad that John mentions. This is a ad for Chevrolet that's been very uh, popular. It seems like it runs uh, twenty every, every commercial break on Sundays here during a football game. Uh, and this is kind of an interesting ad because it's clearly on a very big set. Uh, it's a group of people of various skin tones, different a- ages, different genders, uh, some have beards, some don't have beards, so it's pretty mixed. Um, and I guess my gut feeling about this was that, again, this is all about studio lighting and some very good gaffers um, to give this a nice, uh, 
yeah, nice shadow free, nice diffuse thing. So like for example, I'm going right to the beginning of the spot, right around six seconds, and there's other examples of this throughout. Um, there's a woman walking into the room, and there's a big, huge window that's just kind of blown out to white. Um, guys, this is like Studio Lighting 101. I mean, there's they're in this set. They have probably a big HMI or something going through, you know, maybe a scrim or some other sort of gel hitting this window uh, to make it look like, you know, natural diffused light. If you, if you go to something like, uh, let's see here, you know, 24 seconds or so, you see kind of that effect on the floor. It's nice, it's soft, it's diffused, and then it seems like they're also lit from above, which I think kind of gives it this, um, what's the term, uh, kind of a high-key look yeah. that, you know, yeah. that, you see, that you'd see on sitcoms or, or something else. It's like a that. very happy feel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What do you, uh, what's your gut feeling about it, Pat? Yeah, uh, I think at, uh, what am I looking at right now? Look at 21 seconds, this wide shot. Look at the shadows. The shadows give everything away. There are no shadows. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is completely diffuse. There is no key light, right? There's a practical on the, on the back left-hand side, but that's it. It's not the key light. There is no key light. There are no you know, bright and dark sides of their faces on this wide shot. Uh, so this is all done. This is all about the gaffers. That, like you said, they've got tons of light above, coming in from the sides. Uh, the white table, I'm sure, is being used specifically as a fill to fill them in from below. <laughs> yes, definitely. Is, um, the other thing, too, is if you, at the beginning it says, you know, real people, not actors. The one thing I learned from doing our Resolve 12 training and doing it in studio is really the power of good makeup. Uh, and not having to go in there and because real people don't have perfect skin tones like this, no, right? No, no. There are blemishes. There's there's reds on your noses on and in your cheeks and and you look at all these people and they're just all perfectly graded. I'm looking at 45 seconds and and there is none of this natural blotchiness going on. So makeup is a huge part of reducing our time in color correction, not having to go in and isolate all of these very little things to get these people to look healthy and happy yeah you know what i i actually think that the white table is probably the smartest thing about this uh yeah it is um because you know that that kind of testimonial kind of look that you see that underlit kind of thing all the time in psas and stuff uh, i think this gives that that nice kind of glow on these people faces that complements the really good uh really good makeup um all right uh commercial guru what's uh what is your thought on this one (laughs) uh okay so yeah, the first thing I it's basically backing up what you guys were saying. First thing that this has is a load of space, because um, I've had to fix a lot of these before. But if you notice, there's no hot spots even in the windows. So if the lights were close to it, it would be like hot in the middle and dark around the edges. Uh, unless this is just the best grade ever, but uh, I think a lot of it is that <laughs> kind of space. Hu- they're on a huge soundstage, yeah. Yeah, and then even the height, like um, the, these lights that you'll probably see a lot, they're called space lights, and they're just these big like white paper lanterns. And yeah, like, chi- like a, like a them, china ball kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, actually. It's a china ball. Uh, and they just give you this super even light. And then I'm pretty sure behind the camera as well, you probably have like a load of... Um, I'm actually not sure what the... There's definitely like a fill light going on because everyone's face does look so perfect. Um, this one definitely confuses me the most because it looks so great, but also so natural. But I think, um, like Pat said, I think the, the, the makeup is what it is because everybody is naturally a little bit pink and a little bit green. Like, you know, cheeks can be a different color to foreheads, and these guys are all flawless. Yeah, I mean, if if, if anything, I mean, I, I would expect on this level of ad, I mean, again, this is aired nationally a bajillion times. 
Um, you know, there could be quite a bit of masking and keying for skin tone yeah. to, to soften up. I mean, yeah. they, pro- they probably had the time to go into each individual person and, you know, do a little softening skin cleanup. But I think it starts with that makeup and any kind of, you know, directed skin tone secondary work was probably just to, to, to give it that next level of polish. Mm. Also, what do you guys think around uh, 148, 149? I'm guessing that's probably, it's not quite GoPro, but it's definitely a different camera. Like, if you notice, the skin tones kind of pop, but the colorist did a really good job on matching it all together. Yeah, I, I was actually looking at that, the inside the car stuff. Um, yeah, and it's not the people that give it away. It's If you actually look at the sticker, so where it says, hi, my name is, that looks kind of orangey, and then you go back to the main camera, and it's a perfect red. So I wonder if it's like a different kind of um, camera. But it's really nice how they matched it. Yeah, it, it feels, I mean, the details don't match perfectly, but it feels, and I think that's what it's meant to feel like. I think it's yeah. meant to feel a little bit like GoPro. Um, I don't know if it is GoPro. It's kind of hard to tell. It looks a little. Probably like a little black magic or something. Yeah, it looks a little too clean to be GoPro. And the, the I mean, they could have done some distortion removal or that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's a good match. Um, it's a but challenge, I think, that one. But I think Definitely. this one is—I think this one is all about the studio lighting. Before we move on to the last one, because the last one goes in a slightly different direction, um, Dan and Robbie, I, I'm curious if this is your experience as well. Which is, as you move up in budget size, the task of the colorist changes, oh, yeah. and it becomes less about moving stuff into the space where you want, and it becomes more about gentle nudges here and there, isolations, um, because overall what they're giving you is already 85% of the way there. Yep. I mean, I think think that's it. I mean, I think that this is because this is not meant to be a stylistic thing. I think the colorist on this was just literally doing a little lift, a little gamma. Okay, Mm. great. Uh, Okay, this guy's a little lost in shadow, a little window on him. I don't think there was a lot going on in this spot in terms of – overall heavy-handed grade i think what was the detailed work was probably just the windowing a little bit of keen and that kind of stuff exactly yeah, I, I could say to people as well i've done one car commercial where i actually did no grading uh it was shot by a photographer and there was like maybe 15 takes and there was a little like clapperboard that says this is for this wheel and like a finger would point at it so all i did was like combined all the takes together using uh you know like the alpha output and masks and then everyone just went that looks great and honestly, I was like, oh, you know, that was thanks. But I did nothing. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, and that shows you, again, it's the time. And, you know, getting it all in camera makes, like, my job. I didn't do anything. Or maybe I put some saturation in there or something. Well, let's move on to the last spot. This is also a pretty popular spot that's been airing everywhere here in the United States. It's yep, for uh, uh, Emirates Airlines for their uh, their uh, first class, which, by the way, I've flown Emirates quite a bit to the Middle East. Um, and if you want this seat, it's like thirty grand. They just forget to mention <laughs> they forget to mention that part in the in the ad. Um, but this is featuring the lovely Jennifer Aniston, who's probably pushing eighty three years old now. Um, but she looks great in she looks great in this spot. Um, and the, guys, this is an interesting one because uh, compared to the first two. Um, this seems to me to be the most heavy-handed uh, in terms of the overall. Like, there's a, there's definitely a look to it. I think one of you guys said it when we first started recording that this is a little bit of a split tone kind of thing going on. You know, it's not quite teal and orange, but there's a little bit of you know yellow blue, and blue almost. Yeah, yeah, yellow and blue. Um, and it it works, I think, overall in the spot. But the first thing that pops out to me in terms of the glossy look is um, how they did her skin tone softening um i'm sure you guys will comment on the shadows and highlights because there's a lot of play on the shadows and highlights which makes sense for an airplane cabin um but i I noticed that she seems jennifer aniston seems to be heavily modified in her skin yeah take a look Um, at four seconds 
four seconds. Sorry, let's look, <laughs> is it just like a, a glowing yeah, face? With yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's like it's like Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's yeah. it's it's like somebody shot with a promist or something like that on her. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I think the rest of the people don't have that treatment, which makes it which makes it stand makes her stand out, obviously. Um, but besides that, and that's the obvious gloss, I think the way that they really handled the gloss in this uh, ad uh, was besides the color toning was that they really did a really good play of directional light. Um, I'm guessing if I look at something like 10 seconds, um, there's a light kind of above and to the right of her. Uh, and, and that was probably the only let, uh, light in that, in that setup. Yeah, um, I think letting, that's also a very hard light. Yep. Yeah, yeah you, can, like, you can, you can no... see that. You can see it on the reflection on the door behind her at 10 seconds as well. Mm. Uh, thoughts on this one? I mean, those are kind of my general feelings. The polish, obviously, here, I think, is just because it's straight-up polish on her. Yeah. Uh, I think on this one, I'm not sure again, but I think some of the warm coldness is in camera. It's like they used maybe, like, daylight or tungsten on her, and then, like, they gelled all the other lights to, to get that blue look. Uh, I think the other thing as well is I feel like she's almost, like, I don't know if the exact measurement, but, like, she feels you know, 10% brighter than everything else. So she's got a big, hard directional light, which if you, like like photographers like Rankin, they use that on their models. So it's not quite a softbox. It's actually uh, a big reflector, but they can actually focus the light and change how it works. So they kind of flood your face so there's no shadows. Uh, and I think they just use regular kind of soft lights on the other guys. So it's a bit tricky, but... um. Yeah, I think that really helped on her beauty as well. That what she's th- warm and glossy. What do you think about Dan as you go further into the spot after like forty seconds or so when she wakes up in her luxurious cabin? What do you think about that play of the now we have warm juxtaposed with the cold? <laughs> uh, do you think again that was a lighting decision? Do you think that was done in, uh, in the grade? What, what do you think about that? I think that one was in the grades only because if you look at the like the pillow, that's yellow. Everything's yellow. Uh, even just slightly, but if that was in camera, I think you'd still have some whites. Um, I actually think that the real one is actually, or sorry, like the Emirates part is actually on the plane. It doesn't feel as well lit almost. It feels a bit more natural. Where the other one is like a complete, like they have control over everything. They can make this shadowy and nasty where this is just like a straight kind of, um, like if you look at the barman's face, they didn't put as much time into him at all as her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Pat, what do you, Pat? What's your what's your thoughts on this one? So yeah, so you know you've got two looks going against here, and and clearly you know one look is her um, kind of dreaming, and then the other is her waking up and the experience in the plane itself. Uh, yeah, I think uh, obviously th- there was a conscious choice to have two different palettes, especially when you go out at the back end at around forty six seconds in, where you got this wide shot of her at this bar. And, uh, you know, all the warm tones, the lights overhead are warm. You've got the blue. You've got a hint of the blue down on the bottom, which maybe that neon striping is what gave them partially inspired the the, the split tone look at the beginning of this. Um, What I do notice is on the the split tone look in the beginning of the spot, lots of vignetting. Uh, Some of that could have been natural in camera, most likely it was lit that way, and then the colorist went in and enhanced the natural vignetting that was being created by the lights with some desaturation going on outside the vignette uh, is what I'm seeing. And then and then later on in the second half, again, it maintains like the beautiful skin work on Jennifer, and, um, and it's just a, a lot more open, a lot less vignetting, so it doesn't feel quite as confined. 
Uh, but even then, I mean, I take a look at 48 seconds in, and, and it feels like almost like a gradient wipe on the bottom of the screen, just kind of yeah, pushing the so. eye up, you know, yep. that yeah, type of thing going on. So, uh, yeah, I think this is something where it's probably a little closer to the colorist, probably had a lot more work to do um, in terms of the vision is there, it was shot the way it was shot, and then the colorist just kind of came in and enhanced what was there, but probably spent yeah. a little bit more time, you know, manipulating the image. I think I think the I think the colors did a really good job. I mean, because I I was trying to debate whether the product is Emirates the airline or the product is Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, a little bit of both, I think. And it's, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And if 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 you take it, you know, that Jennifer Aniston is the product, I think that he, he or she did exactly what they were supposed to do with her. I mean, I think that you know she looks attractive, she looks polished, she looks well rested, etc. You know, she plays out to that, and I think that also. Um, I think from a story point of view, they, they did the dream flashback thing well uh, with yeah. her waking up and that kind of two separate mm. storylines works, you know, works really I think, well. Um, it's a good spot. I think they changed her hair between the two as well. If you look at, say, three seconds in, it all looks a bit dull and kind of gloomy. Then yeah. cut straight to the end bit and she's got all these beautiful golden highlights and that helps her feel happier. And I didn't notice that the first time, but just... Comparing them now, you see it. Yeah, there might be a little, might be a little key work on her hair, but no, this is good. So, John, I hope this uh, helps you. Uh, we 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 pushed a little bit to putting it to the production folks, but <laughs> as you hinted in your in your email, that's a large part of these looks. I mean, especially when you get into national high end, big budget spots, a lot a lot of time, a lot of work goes into um, uh, to lighting. So that's definitely you know one thing to pay attention to makeup is another and then i think when it comes to how do you do that in your color grading it's about the detail work uh you know whether it be the car whether it be you know windowing and keying faces or hair or specific uh ways of pushing color to emulate mood um and don't forget sharpening don't forget blurring and as pat said don't forget vignetting all of these things kind of play into that so uh good stuff john thank you for the question uh and for mixinglight.com i'm robbie carmen i'm Denver, and i'm patrick Inhofer. 